Welcome to Inspired Babes Let's Chat Podcast. We are in episode 36, and today I had my friend Garrett Robbins on, and we just had the best conversation about all life things, right? We pretty much were just shooting the shit, and it was such a cool episode because, you know, Garrett, he has the most interesting story, and he's been through so much in his life. And something that I really honor and respect him for is that he's actually self-reflecting and doing the work and getting out of the space that he, he was in, right? And it's so cool to hear just little nuggets that he's doing now that he implements into his life. And I think it will really speak to a lot of men out there um, on, on shifting your mind. And it just, is truly inspiring to me. And, you know, we talk about dating, we talk about him being a single dad and what that's like for him. And, you know, Garrett is the most incredible dad. He has so much love for his kids, three beautiful kids, by the way. And, you know, again, he just shares a lot of his knowledge around all life experiences and, he truly inspires me and I'm, I'm very grateful to be his friend and he's also freaking hilarious by the way. So you guys buckle up cause here we go. It's the most amazing episode and yeah, here we go. Okay. <laughs> we are rolling. Let's roll. Let's roll. Garrett suggested, by the way, I have Garrett here <laughs> and Garrett and I have been friends for how long have we been friends, Garrett? About a year and a half? No? No. Two, oh, two years. At least two years. Two years. I've lived away for a year and a, at least two and a half years. Two and a half years. I moved a year and a half ago. That's right. We kind of like dated a little bit or. <laughs> Wondered who. Yeah. You from Lori, right? Yeah. From Lori. Yep. Laurie and Chris. Just to beep out their names. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, and then we've just stayed friends since. And I was just inspired to have you come on. You've been just a great friend ever since. And you're so fun. And you just we can just shoot the shit. And first of all, you know, my favorite thing is is you have like the dry sense of humor. And not a lot of people get your humor. No, and on the it's awful dating. <laughs> and in the unwed group, you will post things, which the unwed group, by the way, you guys, is a community that um, this woman has created. And it's for everyone that's been through a divorce. Yeah, and you have to be qualified. You have to be qualified to get in the group. You do. And so Garrett will like post shit in there. And people will get so offended. And I am on the other side laughing so hard because I know what he's meaning. <laughs> so you're going to get a little feel for him today because yeah. he's hilarious. Um, I think I say what everyone thinks, but you just can't say those things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's probably just best you just don't say it. Yeah. Just keep it in the pocket maybe <laughs> for later. But yeah, I just, and I wanted to have you on because I think that we could have a really great discussion just about life since we've been single and, and just share our experiences and add some value to people. Yeah. So. I think we have a lot of mutual friends, mutual experiences we've seen. Yeah. Um, is most of your audience Utah? I guess it's nationwide, but is, is, there's a lot of. A lot of Utah. Yes. A lot of Utah. Yep. 
Cool. So, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) and you know what else I love about you too is that you are such an amazing dad. Oh, thanks. You know, your love for your kids. I really get that from you. And you can tell they really love you. I've never met your kids, right? But just since I've met you, that is your number one priority is your kids. Yeah, they're my jam. They're your jam. (laughs) They keep them around for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I love being dad for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You. You're welcome. You. Well, so you what? No, I was going to say, yeah. I appreciate you asking me to come on. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Um, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, just kidding. Like I have to go pee, but I don't. Right. Um, <laughs> it's just you're not sure. <laughs> especially when you're like, so no topic is off limit, right? <laughs> well, um, oh, I love yeah, it. no, I appreciate, I, I, I'll tell you what, it's been really, I would, I think everyone has a lot of growth in them that they understand where they can go. Yeah. And then they're kind of like waiting for that time to kind of calm like a bomb where they, then they, boom, they go. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the last year, maybe for you, mm-hmm. I've seen that. Mm. I think you've shifted. Yeah. I think it was always there. Like, like I've known you. Yeah. But I think in the last year you've kind of shown or decided to like show more of like what's inside of you and who you are. And yeah. Um, I think this podcast is something. There's been a couple different things I've noticed. I'm like, Mike is really in a different place now. And I think it's really good. Wow. Yeah. Thank so you. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I don't know if you're at a place where you're offending people yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think you're on your way to growth. That's yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. Yeah, <clears throat> I think when we first, yeah, when we did meet, I was straight out of my divorce. Like it was literally final, like a few months before that. Mm-hmm. And I know you were going through some stuff too. Like I think both of us were. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm always going through stuff. But that was a heavy, heavy, heavy time. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't think anybody's ever not going through something, right? But some moments are definitely more intense than others so yeah Yeah. so (laughs) I'm glad we're still friends I know me too (laughs) I love it so then I could date other people that like are your friends and that's funny oh god (laughs) Lake Powell trips wow yes like that Lake Powell trip was fun and that oh gosh I was gonna mention something but I'm not gonna I think I know what you were about to mention (laughs) we just have a friend that no, it was about you. Yeah. Oh, about me? Yeah. Oh, Lord. It was just, I'll wait. I'm going to hold that card for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I just, for your audience, I have a neat Lake Powell story for about Micah. Oh, Lord. Have mercy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Do we want to share it now or do you just want to like no, hold I that? Wanna, I want to, I'd rather sabotage you. Okay. That's kind of torture. <laughs> yeah. That is torture. Okay. We'll see how it rolls. I mean, what the hell? Okay. So, Kate, I want to know what it's like for you as a single dad. What's that experience been for you? Hmm. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've evolved into it for sure. Yeah. Started out really rough. Sometimes it still is. Mm-hmm. I think as a single dad, if you're going to take on the active role of being a single dad, look, mm-hmm. there's a lot of amazing single dads and there's a lot of, um, I don't know how to word that. I think when you're trying and keyword there is trying Mm -hmm. to provide both the mom and the dad experience as just the dad Mm. there, 
there's a lot of traps that you fall into and make a lot of um, mistakes with that. Yeah. And so that's kind of been my focus is how do I provide both of those aspects? Mm-hmm. And so what it's like for me, and I hate that I hate, I despise the term Disneyland dad. And I know it gets used a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think that people that, that, that use it in a derogatory term, they don't, stupid fly, they don't understand. I'm going to eat it if it flies in my mouth again. <laughs> I will unhell you. Um, Damn fly. They sure. don't, they don't understand the perspective, the perspective of what it's like to be the single dad mm. when you know, I think moms in the community, they get invited to little Jimmy's birthday party, you know, the neighborhood, yeah. the neighborhood barbecue, the, uh, the, the neighborhood activity, their friends, they kind of get embraced differently than fathers do, single mm. dads do. And so you, you know, like I can think of countless times where the neighborhood kids and the neighborhood is all over at this house and all their friends are there and they're watching yeah. through the window as everyone's there, but they are not because yeah. no one thinks of like, Hey, I should call up the single dad and invite him to this. No one does that. No one. And I never thought of that when I was yeah. married. Like right. I never, I never considered it. Never oh, even yeah. thought about it. Um, yeah. But the damage and toll it takes on kids when they see things or hear about things, it sucks. And so, you know, I think that seeing that Disneyland dad often comes out in us when our mm-hmm. kids are like kind of maybe feeling a little beat up for that. They, the, the consequences of that. Yeah. And so you're taking them to go like, let's go to Laguna or let's go to this or like, let's go see the fireworks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's always like celebration, celebration stuff. Um, but that's why. And I think people forget that mm-hmm. maybe they don't understand. They don't have the experience of that. Right. Yeah. And only certain dads do. Cause I've talked about this before and like a lot of single dads piped up and like, yes, like that's yeah. how I, that, like, that's what's really happening, but people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we maybe don't have the ability to make the home feel like a mother makes a home. And so we have, we have our strengths. You guys have your strengths. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, what it's like to be a single dad, but that's what I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. There's no right or wrong answer. And I, I've never thought of that until you brought it up. That's a really good way to look at it. Cause I would never think to invite like, no one does. Yeah. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving, no, Christmas parties, Halloween yeah. parties. Yeah. Like your kids don't get invited to any of that stuff on your time yeah. as a dad. Very rarely do they do. And yeah. maybe family will invite you, but I don't have family close by. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what you're up against. Right. Right. So I'm just pleading for everyone. Single dads should get invites with their kids. Yeah, basically. So all you listeners, did you hear that? <laughs> Invite single dads, dads, damn it. Okay. No one does it. God. And it would be nice. And not it's yeah. not that I need to go to the neighborhood barbecue. It's the kids, it's the kids that feel left out yeah. when everyone's there or the neighborhood party or whatever this is, the little yeah. Jimmy's birthday party. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they don't get to go. Yeah. Because they don't think of it that way. Right, right. Yeah. That's a good perspective. Yeah. Thanks. Did not even think of that. So for now on. A lot of cooking, learning how to cook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of cooking. Like, you know, you just, you can only do frozen burritos for so long. Right. And they get sick of like, it. I should probably figure this out. We should probably figure it out. <laughs> so you, and then you, cause you live down here mm-hmm. and then you moved North Ogden, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> What's it like living down there? It's awful. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, if I was married in the family, it's a wonderful place. It's yeah. a very great family-based uh, place, but um, yeah. being a single person, I'm, I mean, I'm in this, I think we've talked about this, I'm in this text group called Find My Kid. <laughs> yes, I totally 
<laughs> but I still get a lot of joy from that group <laughs> as the only male in the group. Yeah. You know? Oh my hell. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so there's things. <laughs> there's things. There's things. <laughs> Certain things. So, okay. So in the find my kid text thread, do they invite you to things now? Like now that you've kind of expressed that, because I feel like you've done a post on that before, haven't you? Yeah, I've done a post on that, but that, has anything that, shifted? Well, they don't know me. Oh, they're okay. not seeing my posts. Okay, so you're not yeah. okay. <laughs> you haven't built a relationship with them. At all. No, no. Yeah, no, I've not. Um, it's just like, hey, does anyone know where Austin is? And then all <laughs> people are piping up, and then there's little conversations that happen. And they kind of forget that I'm the only male on there, mm, mm. and so it's kind of fun to like, yeah, you know, oh, this is cool. See what they <laughs> <laughs> this is what moms talk about. <laughs> This is what moms talk about. You should feel special. You're a part of that. I do. I yeah. Do. Yeah. See, so you're a part of that. There I, you go. I didn't block that thread. I'm in it still. <laughs> I didn't block it. It's actually pretty handy because it is nice. Like, where the hell is yeah. Cade? And then they're like, oh, well, he's, they were oh, building yeah. a raft at the pond. And blah, blah, blah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Dang. I should do that with my. Invite the single dads. By the single dads, basically. There we go. So, okay. Okay. So let's, you know, I think we should talk about like dating a little bit. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Yeah, why don't you let's hear it? <laughs> I want to know. I feel like I've talked about so much dating, but I want to know what it's been like for you dating. Like, what's your experience been like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've learned a lot. I'll mm -hmm. tell you, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, and you can ask whatever you're looking for, but. Mm -hmm. When I very, very first started dating, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was the guy that's like, well, let's go to the Olive Garden for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I would take girls to the Olive Garden for yeah. dinner. And I was just like, what a tool. Like, I yeah. look back now. I just had no clue. Look, because I mean, you, you, you go through college and, you, and then you date with no money. Mm -hmm. And you see maybe movies on TV of like what dating is. And they take mm -hmm. them to dinner, right? Yeah. And then you... Um, you know, you may be in a different place in life where you're going to afford dinner. So you're going on dates so after your divorce to dinner. And then you fall into, <laughs> I'm going to offend a lot of people, but that's okay. This needs to be said. This is but, good. Yeah. But, but then you start, you know, kind of up in your game of dating and dating a different type of, of person, maybe like what you're looking for. And you run into what we call the, well, you run into what I call the dinner diggers. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner diggers. That's a good name. Yeah. I like that. And I think they're the perpetual we're all like perpetual, always looking for the next best thing girl. Mm. Um, and they are constantly going out to all the nice restaurants with single new, I don't want to say newly single, but maybe they've moved in or whatever. And I know most of these guys, right. Yeah. And they're the type of girls that they want to drive their supercar and post it and then show yeah. the nice restaurant that they're at. And they've been dating for 10 years and they're constantly just going out on dinners. <laughs> and they're dinner diggers. Dinner <laughs> and maybe that sounds derogatory, but it, no, needs, it, but... it, it needs to be said. Um, yeah. And that has to go with um, with uh, BTFD. And I'll Ooh. talk about that in a minute yes. if we want to get into that conversation. We do, yes. Okay. And I think that it's with dating, um, you know, and this is only my perspective. I'm starting at the beginning of when I first started dating. Right. Of like that's how I thought dates were. Now mm -hmm. I think it's totally appropriate if you're really interested. Like, who is this person um, going to have a coffee? Or in my case, I really like going to get snow cones. 
Do you really? I love it. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Well, it's summer. The snow cone yes. place is open. Snow it's like a half so hour. Good. It's, they're so it's good. so good. And most women are like looking at you like, is going on here but then they always enjoy it they're always like i'm yes. glad i got a snow cone right, right? It's, it's good i know what's best for you I, <laughs> <laughs> no you know i love that first of all let's just t- touch on that because i think so many people like at least for me feel like you need to do this elaborate yes thing, like the all garden thing yes yeah and it's like for me i'm like dude let's go on a walk i don't want to freaking be stuck with you exactly yeah. exactly let's go on a walk let's go get a drink let's go get a coffee let's get a snow cone snow cone yeah so and I want to know who you just, are before I commit for three hours exactly. and, and, and 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks. Oh, well, geez, exactly. Whatever, yeah. See? So I totally agree on that. I think the times, at least for me, are changing a little bit. And it's, and I just don't like, I don't need that elaborate thing. I don't because yeah. I want to get to know well, you. And I think it puts women in the, in a weird situation. They, maybe they don't want to be with that guy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm at dinner in another two hours. Yes. And it's like, let's go watch a movie now. Yeah. Like, and I, I just, maybe Hollywood has given us that perception of like what dating should be yeah. and, or, and maybe young dating. That's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think now it's just like, I want to know who you are and I want to do that coffee snow cone combo yeah. for maybe three or four times. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then it's like, Hey, I, I actually do want to know a lot more about this individual. And then mm-hmm. um, a more, uh, uh, let's spend time doing something different. Exactly. Maybe it's still not dinner. But I'm kind of anti-dinner now. Yeah. And I, and I see a lot of women that want to be treated, uh, and I appreciate you saying what you say, but a lot of women are like, no, like you'll see on dating apps, like if you're not going to take me to dinner, blah, 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 swipe left. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, left. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> bye. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I want to know who you are. Yeah. I get it. And it kind of comes from uh, they want a man that shows up and treats them with respect and takes them to a nice dinner. And maybe that equals respect in, um, to them. Yeah. But no, no. In the beginning, it doesn't need to be that. It really yeah, doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And like you're saying, in time, after a few dates, if you're really hitting it off, okay. Yeah. You want to invest in that person and spend more time with them. Absolutely. But I've been on dates where you're just like, oh my gosh, what was I, I know, thinking? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So is that your question about dating? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So before you go out though on a date, like do you... Do you talk on the phone first? Do you like? Is there a certain way you? I was do always it? okay with it. I think COVID has taught us. Um, <laughs> so I used to always do this thing. Like maybe we could dab into catfishing a little bit. I think catfishing mm. has a couple different meanings. I think in my term of meaning, it means I'm taking ten year old photos, throwing a new filter on it, and I yeah. do not look or am that person that I'm putting on a dating app, right? Mm. And so I've learned. I used to make girls uh, because I would chat. If yeah. they were interested and we're continuing conversation, it seems like an intellectual good conversation. Yeah. I would kind of like start like, all right, do I really want to meet this person? And I'd make him take a picture of them with a spoon on their nose. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I have a collection of this. No. I do. I collect, I collect, I collect women with spoons on their nose. <laughs> You're, you're joking. I'm dead serious. Oh my God. He's serious. <laughs> because it's just like, no one's going to have a, you know, like it's a great way to not sound like, like a douche saying, I need a photo of you to see if you're really who you say you are. Ooh, I see your. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so like, no one has like a picture of the person that they're catfishing with, with a spoon on their nose. Yes. No, they just don't. They know. And if they do, then like, wow, I want to that... meet them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a little tip. I don't know. No one believes me, but I really do. I've done it several times. <laughs> and then it's like, we've spooned. 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you got that out, of, out the of the way. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh my hell. And so, um, I think with COVID though, it's kind of opened up, you know, uh, a path to like, it's, it, it's not as tab. Not the FaceTime or anything was taboo before, but it, it, it's, it's not that weird anymore mm-hmm. to like, let's have a FaceTime conversation before you even go to coffee. Yeah. But even that's exhausting. Sometimes I'd rather just go to like, get a snow cone and see. <laughs> Versus do like the FaceTime. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, you're stuck on a FaceTime call. Dang it. And I, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, it's so many different ways. It just depends on who they are. It depends on their personality. It depends on their character. It depends on yeah. where they're at with things and where you're at with things. Yeah. I don't think any of it's successful. So does it really matter anyways? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think what works for one person may you know, yeah. not work for the other. And I think maybe it's Olive just, Garden is like a big hit to some Maybe. People. Oh, exactly. So maybe you need to just change your ways and go back to Olive Garden and <laughs> forget the snow cones. Can I help you? We're just here for the breadsticks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What about yeah. you? What's it like for what's it like for Micah in the dating world? Oh man. It's you know, as of lately, I was sharing with you at the party over the weekend that I'm just like taking a little breaky breaky. From the dating. Yeah. I just think I was so ingrained in like talking to so many men and, and going out with so many guys. It was just so much. And I'm like, I got to take a step back for a minute. Just breathe. Because it, it felt like I it's just... A, I think it's got to be so overwhelming for yeah, a woman. It is. It's overwhelming for a guy. Yeah. But I bet we're like, you're 10x what it is for us. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've never done that before. I've never just like gotten off of abs and stopped dating and... I'm just apps. playing with it, the dating apps. So yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. It's a cool it tool. It is. It is a great tool. I've met some great people on it. Um, but before that, I mean, it's, I think it was going good. I was trying different things, right? I think for me, I had this, like if they didn't fit a certain thing, then I wouldn't even give them the time of day, right? Versus, okay, if I'm attracted to them and they don't fit these other things, maybe just actually just try to get to know them. And just explore it versus immediately first picture and they don't fit AB, blah, 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 then cut them off. Like that's what I would do. And so I started like kind of- Like if they didn't have abs? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Shit. So I just kind of started doing things a little bit differently, being more open to meeting somebody not based off if they look, look like a drop dead fucking babe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think we're very- Here's the deal. Like if we're at a party, right? I probably, let's say a guy comes up to me. My first initial is like, oh, he's cute, but he's not like, like, oh my God, I want to jump his bones, right? But as you get talking to somebody and you see their personality and you see their drive or you see who they are, that's more, that's attractive. That makes me like, ooh, you're in, you're in, I'm intrigued now. But I think dating apps sometimes are really challenging because it's based off of a picture and off of- sure. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just, it's like, can I just get you five on the dating app and we just meet somewhere at a bar and then we just see. Because guys love that. Yeah. Like I'd love just... to show up with five other guys and see who you are. Exactly. Yeah. We don't tell them that. Yeah. They make movies we... about this shit. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I would just much rather like just, mm-hmm. it's just different. Don't you think? Like it's. So with apps, you know, it's funny because I live in an area that I don't know a soul. And so yeah. I decided to try dating apps again. Yeah. I tried them once, and then I tried tried 
I decided to try them again because I just know there's no other way. Yeah. Especially with COVID, it's like it's, I'm gonna meet so many people sitting in my room alone. <laughs> and so I should probably like meet someone. Right. 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 I should probably make a friend. Sure, and so I got that'd be on idea. and um get snow cones. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> summer's coming up. I should plan this out. And um I, I think apps are kind of a great tool too. Like maybe you go to a party and you see someone, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. or um, you know, you have a conversation with someone. Yeah. And I, I've never, to this day, I don't think I've ever got a girl's number in my entire life. Hmm. I've never like asked for a girl's number. Uh, probably a confidence thing. Um, but I think that when you see someone and you've had a conversation with someone and then maybe you match with them on an app, it's a mm-hmm. great tool to be like, oh, okay, maybe we were interested. Yeah. And I didn't, maybe you don't want to come. I also don't want to come off of, I'm really careful about not coming off of, overbearing and asking for someone's number i think i've had some bad experiences with other things and i just i'm probably gun shy and i i should get over that it's not it i should be more bold and um yeah but i haven't been mm. so that's my thoughts on apps it's yes. uh it's, it's a great tool it is for sure yeah yeah what well i just think also think of how funny apps can be too oh yeah yeah it's, it's actually great entertainment like you have oh, a choice like do i want to watch a comedy show or do right. i want to swipe through an app which one they're both pretty like which up- one <laughs> yeah. i mean maybe you should go get a snow cone and then <laughs> right. at the snow cone place swipe through the app oh i've done it oh <laughs> i've done it on dates <laughs> no way oh my god i don't know maybe not on dates but yeah you know yeah that's yeah. i think like you're just bored and like you're like let's get on an app and see like what's going yeah. on in this town right why not? It's like all the other towns, same thing. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But that's my take on dating right now. I'm like, it changes too. It mm-hmm. always changes. Yeah. I think for the first time I've been open to a relationship and I've never been open to it mm-hmm. for all different reasons. Me just not being ready. And yeah. I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm at a place now where. I think when I first became single, and maybe it was like this for you too, yeah. is it's just like freaking candy store. Oh. And like there's yeah. so much newness and you're meeting so many neat people. And it's like, yeah. I just want to meet everyone. And like, you're, you're just like plowing through like all these like parties and people yes. and like going to all these events and mm-hmm. meeting all this new exciting stuff. And then you realize... I'm really just meeting all the same people mm-hmm. at different events. I kind of feel like I've done the lap a couple. I've kind of done the lap like eight times now, <laughs> right? Like I've kind of seen everyone. I've kind of like yeah. met everyone and I've been to these parties and it's kind of the same thing, same yeah. people, same vibe. And then that newness. And some people, I don't think ever get over that. Maybe they could, you know, I think there's some pros, especially here in Utah that are just waiting for the new crop of divorcees because they're always coming in every single month. Right? Oh yeah. And they're just going to be pros forever. Yeah. Like, um, but I think with like, you know, I do want to get married again. I'm at this place right now where I'm like, gosh, do I want more kids? Like, do I start a second family? Mm. What does that look like? Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I take 40 in a month. And yeah. like starting over at 40 is, I'm definitely not the first guy to do that. Right. But um, it's just an interesting thing because I've, I've thought about it. And so I, I'm looking for something different now in dating than what I looked for when I first became single, you just want to meet everybody. Right. It's different for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, that's how I was in the beginning too. 
I was mm. like so excited. I'm like, ooh, let's go all these different things. Right. Like this saying. is never going to end. Yes. Disneyland is forever. Yes. Oh my gosh. So fun. Yes. Uh, like I, what the hell was I thinking being so miserable? Because I remember I stepped for like, uh, it was pretty miserable at the beginning. And then I yeah. started meeting people. But then, and it is small Lake City, maybe in maybe mm-hmm. in bigger places, bigger markets like LA, New York, whatever. Maybe it is. It goes on forever. Yeah. I'm sure it does. But yeah. eventually you got to realize, I'm going to die alone. I should do something about that. Oh, <laughs> And get on dating apps and go get snow cones. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, we do. And it's so small, too, the single scene. Like, it's small. Like, everybody dates everybody. Yeah. There's not many options. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. This is true. And then, um, yeah. I'll just. Uh... What are you getting? Oh, <laughs> stop it. Stop it right now. This cake. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Okay. So <laughs> I thought I'd change I thought I'd change the subject before we go on to a new bullet point. Okay, first of all, first of all, <laughs> he has a cake pan. This is a cake pan. It's a bread okay. pan. Bread pan. Whatever. Okay. I meant okay. bread pan. I meant bread pan. So let's see how funny this is. So we're at <laughs> we all go out with this big group of people to this bar. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Garrett walking in. No, that's not the story. Oh, okay, go. You tell him. Somebody had my bread pan. Oh. And I freaking wanted my bread pan back because I make oh, bread. That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And that's the first thing I just wanted when I walked in the door. I was like, did you bring my bread pan? <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Okay. And so I just carried it around with me all night. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And everyone just kept teasing me. I didn't think it was, I think it was a logical, why wouldn't I have my bread pan? She everyone else had a really hard time <laughs> with me having my bread pan. So I just thought I'd bring that before we change something. I think that's great. And then you just carried it around the rest of the night. And we were laughing. So it was it was hilarious. Good. It was. It was. Um. All right. Let's chat health tips. So I'm sure a lot of you have sent your kids to school. And there's also a ton that are homeschooling due to all the guidelines that this districts have because of COVID, right? No matter what you have chosen is perfect for you. And also this kids line that I'm going to talk about is perfect either way, right? So whether you're a experienced practitioner or new to essential oils, the doTERRA kids collection is the complete and ready-made whole body essential oil toolbox designed to empower you, right? And they're formulated specifically for developing minds, bodies, and emotions. These essential oil blends, uh, they feature unique combinations, therapeutically balanced to provide powerful benefits while being gently or gentle on the delicate skin. So it comes with seven unique blends, uh, also seven silicone toppers to go on top of the roller ball or the, yeah, the roller ball. And then you can actually, um, hook it to the backpack so they can take them to school. And then it comes with instructional flashcards. So you know exactly what to use and how to use them and a really cute carrying case, um, to put the oils in. So be sure to go over to my Instagram, Micah J Bruin and go check that out. And you can just click on the kids oil collection and read more about all the seven essential oils that come in the kit. All right. So we'll talk. Here's a thought on dating and then we can move on from dating. Okay. I am not a stock trader 
I've traded a little crypto, but I nor do I play one on the internets. But I've learned a little something on it, and I, I and I, I really looked at this and applied it to dating, and I think you can apply it to human relationships. But there's a co- term called um, BTFD. Mm-hmm. What it stands for is by the freaking dip, mm-hmm. except for they don't say freaking. Mm-hmm. They say a word that's bad. Bad word. Um, that I don't say ever on here ever. <laughs> and what what. You know, we kind of, we kind of, I, I took a jab at dinner diggers and this is just something that maybe this is helpful to people. If you're not single, I apologize, but I think this, this can go to business relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. We all know, like there's certain stocks out there and certain asset classes that, um, they just are solid. They perform well and sometimes they dip, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's just talk super, super general, talk about Amazon, Apple, whatever. Um, you know, when it dips is when you buy, you don't buy when it's topping, right? Mm. You buy when it's dipped. Right. Right. And I think that there's a lot of people caught up in this. Is is a lot of your audience single? You don't know. Oh, I don't. It doesn't say on there. Okay. Variety of people. I, I think a lot of people are always looking for someone that is topping like, or Mm. like, well, like they're at their best, right? Maybe they've, Maybe they have, you know, six, seven, eight million in the bank. They have a house paid off. They're driving this or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's what I, uh, I think women, I think I, that's what I'm going to go after. Um, I think if anyone's in that situation, they're not necessarily looking like they know they're not dumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I've seen now, I feel like I've kind of been at this for like two and a half, three years of like seeing single life and it seems to me that, you know, I, I guess what I've watched is, is, is people come out of divorce, women, men, and they're like at their lowest. Um, you know, no one's as interested in an underperforming dip stock, but that's where it takes courage, right? To go buy the dip, it takes yep. courage. And I, I, I just, I just some thoughts. I've been looking at this with like what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, oh, that person is definitely a good performing stock. Not that I like that. I know that <laughs> well, sounds a little harsh, but you know what no, I mean? Yeah. You're like, there's, 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 there's opportunity, there's promise and there's, yeah. there's, there's going to be results there. Yeah. And so if you're going to get in a relationship with someone and build, like, I think that's what you needed to look for is like, do they have a track record? Are they this? Are they this? Are they this? Yeah. And I think that might, if that, that little shift of perspective, I, I think can be helpful to people. Yeah. I've been looking at that a lot lately mm. is instead of like, you know, I just feel like I've observed and I've watched a lot and especially the last year and a half, I've just sat back and kind of watched everything Yeah, and I've seen a lot of examples of this play out. Mm-hmm. So that's a thought. No, I think that's, that's a bold point. Yeah, no. And, and that's kind of like how I was saying how I've shifted my way, right. Of mm-hmm. dating. Right. And, and that's where it's like, I would look, they have to be successful. They have to have this, they have to have that. And now it's like, okay, but do they have potential? Do they have drive? Do they have yeah, maybe they're not to the top yet or wherever they want to be or what I think they should be, but it's, do they have that drive? Do they have all those things? And, you know, and that's what I look for. Right. And I think most people, most guys, okay. I mean, let's just call this what it is. Most guys that are at that top, they're only looking for girls for maybe one thing. They're not really necessarily looking for someone Mm -hmm. to build a life with in those audiences. Yeah. 
so I think as a woman, maybe let's 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 look at this and think of it that way of like, all right, and, and maybe there's a phase in your life where that's that's what I'm on, that's where I'm after. Then great, like great. Yeah. But um yeah, that's just been something that's coming I've been thinking about coming it's been coming up a lot. Yeah. Um so there is one transition from dating. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so here's another thing I've been okay. thinking a lot yeah. about. Yes. This is gonna get to self-improvement a little bit. Ooh, okay. Um the positive sides of being delusional. Mm. Okay. okay. And then we can talk about being disillusioned at the same time. Okay. So this has been coming up a lot. Okay. I think when you can be delusional about something mm-hmm. in the healthy amounts, maybe it's like sprinkles, sprinkle delusional. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think it can be a really good thing for people. And and I mean, I think most self-help is that like, like, right. Like, like you're looking at your patterns, you're looking at things and you're shifting and you're saying like, here's your potential. And maybe it's a little delusional, mm-hmm. but I think that that delusion, mm-hmm. and there's always this argument about, I think with women, um, whoever, whatever trend started the whole narcissist thing. I really oh my like, God. Yes. yeah. People like, are so on that, especially yeah. in that group. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone's, everyone's, everyone's ex is a narcissist, right? Oh like God. it's just like, but is that true? No. Yeah. Um, so there's a fine line between being delusional about like what your capabilities are and what, um, you know, and then being full on blown narcissist or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about that subject, of uh, mm-hmm. the positive sides of delusional. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is some, some, some powerful positive sides of that for your output, your production. Um, yeah. And then okay. also being disillusioned is another mm-hmm. thing that I've been thinking about. Just a little subject yeah. is I definitely have been disillusioned of what I thought my life would be like versus, you know, three or four years ago versus now. And mm-hmm. a lot of things have happened that I totally couldn't have seen coming. Like yeah. I did not see these things coming. Yeah. Um, but I do, I look at like where I'm at because um, I, I mean, and it's no secret, I've posted this on Instagram or whatever. Like I've had a massive, massive like fallout on some things and just like, I like hit the bottom and then I'm like, I should get a shovel and dig deeper. And, like, <laughs> Why and not? I, like, dig and Let's then I'm keep like, digging. yeah, like it can't get yeah. any worse. Right. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a cavern. Let's go down there. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is that an underwater aquifer? Right. Let's swim <laughs> down even lower. Right. <laughs> Right. And yeah. so uh, maybe yeah. I'm a little exaggerating, but not much. <laughs> Just gives them an idea. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, but I think a lot of that had to be with like the delusion. I think I told you about the party that I was at where, was it you I was telling? Um, there was a party. Uh, I know you know who these people are. It was a great mm-hmm. party. He does an mm-hmm. awesome job. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like I always struggle with FOMO. Oh. <laughs> and did I tell you this? No, I don't know. Oh. This is kind of interesting. This is where everything shifted for me it was Ooh, about a year ago. Okay. This is a big shift for me in my life Ooh, let's, yeah. about being delusional okay. and or disillusioned. Disillusioned is the word. Not delusional, disillusioned. Okay. Um, I was at a party yeah. and I was like, oh, this sucks. Like it's a great party, but I just want to go home and go to bed and get up and be productive in the morning. Yeah. And kind of the same old usual suspects there. A lot of, you know, there's some politicians there. There's some like, there's some hype. I mean, it's good vibration people, I think overall, but yeah, I just was done with it. And I'd see all these girls go out on the dance floor and as girls do, they take these cute pictures 
And I'm like looking at them thinking they sure made this party look way funner than what it really is. <laughs> I think girls have the ability to do that. Right. Right. And I go home and I wake up in the morning and I get doing some work and I end up taking a nap that, that Saturday. And I, I wake up and I'm like looking at notifications on my phone. I pop just going through Instagram. I see these really cute Pete girls at a party. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, I missed out that. Where is this? Like that looks so fun. Yep. It was that picture. And I caught myself mm. and I thought, man, I've really, really deceived myself. Mm. That was a big turning point for me of mm. how easy it is to become, how to, to deceive yourself. And then so delusioned, deceiving yourself and, and, and disillusioned. Yeah. And disillusioned is when things just aren't as good as what you thought that they were. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think we all do that. And oh, for life. sure. I, yeah, I, I definitely know it's not like I'm the only person. Oh, no. You know? Oh, no, you're not. You're not the only person. Well, I think I remember you actually telling me that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think you I remember did. telling you about yeah, yeah. that. That was like, so it was a big, it was a huge moment breakthrough for my, so yeah. for anyone out there that's like easily feeling, and I felt bad, so bad for teenagers with like, oh, can you imagine being a teenager right now oh. and like having FOMO and seeing everyone's parties and how like they just make everything look better yes. than what it really is oh, and yeah. feeling left out. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm really proud of my daughter. My daughter, she said something once where she had Instagram for a while yeah. and she said something along the lines of she deleted it because it was given her anxiety Oh, and along the lines of her friends were doing things without her, but she knew that they were her friends and they loved her, but it was her time with dad. Mm. And so she wasn't there. Yeah. And it was what a false perspective that whole thing was. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. What's, what's your question? What's the road to a healing the heart? If you had your heart broken. Yeah. Okay. What do you think what? the road is? Is it time? That's a bullet point. Um, it's a bullet point. It's a bullet point. <laughs> you know, I think that the biggest thing is being with the pain, being with whatever it is you're feeling, right? That emotion. Um, and honoring where you're at and knowing that nothing is wrong with you. Because I think once our heart does get broken, we create stories behind the hurt and the pain. And I'm not good enough. I'm this or I'm that or or there's anger or there's there's all the phases of different emotions. And I think it's just being with those emotions and also, you know, I think you do hit a point when your heart is broken to where you're like, oh, fuck, I don't like feeling like this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't I don't like who I'm turning into. This isn't me. And that's where it's it's like taking on a training, um, getting a coach, uh, therapist, whatever it is, because that's where the work is, is your inner, you got to do the inner work to heal whatever it is you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, because, and, and I think it's just a process. It is a process. I don't think there's ever a, you can't put a time on, on healing anything ever. You know, so that's my okay. take on so, it. So that leads into, and I'm glad you brought this up, yeah. like coach, because I know you're a coach and I know you get coaching. Mm -hmm. um, do you know who Sean Stevens was? Uh -uh. He is the four foot giant. Uh -uh. See, three, three foot giant, the three foot giant. Um, okay. Gosh, I met Sean in, in 2008 mm -hmm. at something called Sing, Speakers, Authors, Networking Group. Okay. And, you know, scoots up in his little wheelchair, 
and just kind of not talking to anyone and but just observing yeah and he was one of the keynote speakers right mm-hmm. i didn't know this yeah but he was um yeah but one of my good friends um posted this the other day his name's russell russell brunson uh, um oh yeah you know russell. yeah uh-huh. he owned click funnels right mm-hmm. so old mm-hmm. friend of mine oh wow That's and cool. he posted a, a version or, or a snippet of Sean speaking about this and it has okay. to do with kind of what you said, mm. but, and I'm going to slaughter this. And I encourage you to go look it up, but the coast guard, right. Okay. When they pull up to save a sinking ship, they have a system that how do they save people? Mm. Right. Cause we can fit 10 people on the helicopter and there's 50 people there who do we choose to save mm-hmm. right because it's a really awful question to ask like how who do we decide to save well yeah you know do you look do you choose what judgments are you making based off of that mm-hmm. like you know like yeah and here's what their motto is mm-hmm. they can only save those that swim towards them mm-hmm. right and i think when i went through like my dark hours yeah i didn't want anyone to save me i was swimming away from the freaking helicopter right i didn't want anyone yeah at all to to have any place like i didn't want anyone to see like what i was going through i didn't want anyone to um so i i pushed everyone away Mm. but they can only save those that swim towards them and so Mm. i think that you know whatever those things that you're struggling at in your life you need to pick whatever your helicopters are yep and whatever those subjects are and swim towards those yeah um you know whatever like you decide like i want this to save me not that like you're a victim but that you're like, hey, this is what these are the subjects that I want. Like, I know for me, there's career subjects, there's emotional subjects, there's um, intellectual subjects, there's spiritual subjects, emotional subjects, where I've kind of pinpointed these things and I choose mm-hmm. to study those and gravitate towards those yeah. as pillars to climb up and hopefully get a place on that helicopter. Yeah. To get out of that thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully get a place hopefully on that Hopefully get a place on that helicopter. I'm just crossing <laughs> my fingers at this point in the game. So, wow. Yeah. Do yeah. you, like, what do you feel like for you, like, what are some tools that you have used through, like, moments of your life where you've been in your really darkest times? What's gotten you out? I don't know if it ha- anything has got me out of dark times, to be completely honest. Mm. I think that when I dark times have passed, I found tools to get out of the aquifer, mm. out of the cave, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think on that, like now that I reflect back, it's choosing to be a student of something, right? So Ooh, yeah. if I'm going to be a student of this, mm-hmm. like I recently found, it's really funny. Like, I think I told you about this podcast once. I think we were texting about the Spotify podcast platform. I think we were, oh. were texting about that. And mm-hmm. I showed you um, Secular Buddhism. Oh. Was it you I was talking to about no. that? No. This is really interesting. So there's okay. a podcast called Secular Buddhism. And a girl I know, a friend of mine, is like, Garrett, I really think you should get into this podcast. It's full of a lot of tools and a lot of things. Mm. So it triggered when you asked that question. Yes. I was like, yeah, whatever. Another podcast. Um, <laughs> and she followed up with me. And she's like, just listen to the first five episodes. Yeah. Because they're really short and they tell you what the whole podcast is about. Mm-hmm. About what secular Buddhism is. Yeah. So I finally started listening and this guy's from Utah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. He's from yeah. Utah. And he says his name a couple times. And I'm like, I pause. I'm like, I, wonder, I, sh- I should see if I have any mutual friends with this guy. Yeah. So I look him up and I find him and like, I'm his friend. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Like I'm friends with this Oh my guy. God. I'm That's like, so funny. I'm like what? You're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So I go to like message him and tell him the story of like how funny this is. I don't know how we're friends, but yeah. here's the story of how I found you. And and then I see this chat history. I'm like, what? Stop it. I'm no reading way. it. And it's like from years ago. I'm like, what? 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 I'm reading this and nothing's refreshing. I'm like, what is this conversation? What the hell? Um, and then I finally get to what it was. So I, I had bought Dalai Lama tickets from him. Mm. Um, I think I found him. The Dalai Lama was coming to the U of U and I wanted to take my daughter to go see the Dalai Lama. Okay. And so I found this guy in KSL that was selling tickets and we became yeah. Facebook friends. And anyways, it's just yeah. so funny years later, I'm like, he has this, this anyways. But secular Buddhism is so full of these tools. And one of the tools is called the, the parable of the raft. Mm. And what happens is like we go through this these journeys and um, let's call it marriage, right? In marriage, we yeah. build all these, we build this raft to, to go through marriage. Yeah. And we, we spend all this time and all this energy and all this like this to make this thing, this this thing to work. And it could be a career. It could be marriage. It could be divorce. It could be whatever yeah. these things are you're building just to survive and to make this thing work. Mm. And then you get across whatever that is. And now you have a decision to carry this raft with you on land or to leave it because it no longer serves you. But we have all this emotional buildup of like, oh, I can't leave it because I, yes. this, and I got me through this and I built it this and all this effort to put into this and like, da, 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 da. yeah. and, um, I think letting go has been a tool to get me through things. Cause I look at that now and I think what rafts am I carrying? Like, why am I being bogged down with these things? It's a raft. And do I really mm. need to carry this raft? I'm not even sitting on this. I'm not even floating through this channel anymore. I'm like on land carrying this raft with yes. me to go up this hill. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe I get down to the bottom and there's another thing in that raft, but I can build a raft then. And it's, yeah. you know, so I don't know if I know of any great tools, to be honest with you, but I know that letting go of things well, and yeah. letting go of tools I built in the past have helped me get through some of the dark stuff. Well, yeah. It's just surrendering to what yeah. is so. I mean, really. People have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Like you're saying. Have you read so. The Surrender Experiment? I haven't. Yeah. The book really took me on a journey. Did yeah. it? Yeah. Like what surrendering can be and what it can mean. And, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. What were, yeah. Give me some nuggets on that. Do you remember? <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think I the biggest thing I took out of that. So when I did like my whole homeless in Mexico thing, it was because yeah. of that book. Um, what in the hell? Let's tell them a little bit about that. Let's talk well, about. I spoke just, about just, it before. Um, yeah, but not on this podcast, okay? Come on, that's a long conversation. Well, um, we don't have to like go way. Yeah, I'll just get it. bullet points. Yeah, yeah. I ended up. <laughs> I ended up getting my flight delayed, and that turned into like twenty-four days of walking through Mexico, like all the way down, and like living in a spiritual community with a bunch of people with dreadlocks and ropes. <laughs> awesome. And literally living that's off cool, of like four dollars a day. Paying really? this kid to go spearfish for me, and then I'd go down the beach. And wow. I just like, lived on the beach, and like, yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing that that whole thing taught me mm-hmm. is, and I've talked about this before, is stop trying to control the outcome mm. because the outcome doesn't exist, yep. and you're always disappointed when the outcome doesn't work out how you've imagined it mm-hmm. and wanted it to make, and it just leads to disappointment and frustration. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think surrendering is like. Maybe I want it to work out this career move, this person I'm dating, this situation with a spouse, whatever, whatever. And I, I'm like trying to the point you're trying to manipulate things and like reach to make yeah. it work. And versus like, well, I can only do my best and show up and say, this is where I'm going. Yeah. And this is like, I'm going this direction. And mm-hmm. if they follow, 
or if they want to join, or if they want to help you with that, that's all you can do. And sometimes that means that they're not going to. Yeah. And sometimes like tough. maybe even in a marriage, like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, that's not what I want. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, well, I even, I was sharing with you a little bit ago with this guy that I was seeing and it was going so great. And, and it's like, it's, it's, we decided just to be friends and it was heartbreaking. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I was so into this person. But again, like I'm just going to do me. And if he's going to choose something else, he's going to choose something else. And I just get to surrender to what is so I want it to work out. I wanted it to, to be all these things, but the reality is it's not that anymore. And so it's being able to let go and just, okay, it's not, it's not meant to be. It's just, yeah. You know, so I had a conversation. So my, my best buddy from high school is staying with me right now. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Like seriously, one of my best friends, we had this conversation Aww. last night Ooh, Okay. and along the lines of what you just spoke about. Yeah. And, um, we were talking about career stuff about, and I guess I don't, we didn't put it in terms of surrendering, but there was a, you know, there's straight A people. And straight A people that have earned straight A's and they go, you know, if you look at like the straight A world, mm. they've all kind of ended up in four main careers. Okay. Medical, which mm. great, we need it. Right. Finance, which we can have arguments on that. Legal, freaking waste of the earth, right? Um, mm. And um, I forget what the other subject was that we brought up. Yeah. Oh, no. Wall, Wall Street financial, medical, legal. There's another point, but anyways, yeah. they, they, I mean, within reason, they'll kind of end up in careers along those lines. Right. So, so for them, it's always worked out going this way. Mm-hmm. It's always gone this way for them. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of us, they're like, this isn't working. Yeah, right? We're just, we're trying to get up. Like, <laughs> yes. Right. And we feel what? dumb. We feel less than we feel not as intelligent. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my 20 year reunion a year ago and I went and I looked at all those people on the honor roll that I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'll never be this. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I got a C that was fucking amazing. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that was a big deal. Right. Like, like sure. we're having cake and ice cream tonight. Hell yeah. Right. Cherry and, on top. And so, um, the rest of us that can't go that trajectory, we choose to like opt out of the system mm. and go do something else. Right. Yeah. And you look at like all the innovation that comes from those minds. Innovation has come from the dropouts from the people that whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, you know, we were talking about that whole thing and, and, and work with failures and here. So he wrestled in Nebraska for division and division one wrestling. And oh, awesome. yeah, amazing athlete. And, um, and, he had a mentor there, two mentors there. And one of them was a great wrestler too. And, uh, had a business worth a couple, you know, multi-million dollar business in Nebraska. Uh-huh. And he goes, you know, if I would have been a better, a little bit better as a wrestler, I could have made it to the Olympics. Mm. And eventually I could have became a division one coach mm. or a division two coach is, mm. what, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Meaning I couldn't, I, instead of building a multi-million dollar business, I can make maybe $60,000 a year, mm. right? Because his yeah. failure was the best thing that ever happened right? to him, right? Because yeah. if he would have been that much better, yes. then he would have gone on a career path wow. and a life path that allowed him to be something that is not at all what he yes. is now, right? And so that is so cool. And it is like, and I look at people I've dated or what I wanted yes. to work. I'm like, if I could have just been that much better, I, I could have like got that, but yeah. maybe I don't want 
that. And I don't know because I have to look yeah. back in hindsight and say, yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't that much better at right. that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. And oh, I think, yeah. and I think most things look like, yeah, there's tons of opportunity and failing, mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. good enough at something or for someone. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, yeah. I always look back at situations like that with dating and just with all things in life, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, thank goodness that didn't work out. Cause here's where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't get divorced, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. We wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, your growth has been phenomenal. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so beautiful. Life is beautiful. Yeah. It's hard and it sucks sometimes, but. I think Garth Brooks wrote a song about that. What? <laughs> yes. Unanswered prayer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. We should, should dub that in. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, we should do that. No, but it's, it is, it's like, yeah. you know, and I look at like some of, you know, it was really cool to go to my 20 year reunion and see people that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wanted to be like you. Mm, yeah. Like I just, oh, I would hate to be what you are right now. Like oh. career wise, <laughs> I'm sure you're happy, but you don't seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> you seem really miserable, <laughs> but good running into yeah, you. Good to see you. <laughs> wow. 20 year. That's insane. Yeah. Hey, okay. do you know what horse, a horse's ass and rocket ships have to do with each other? No, please tell me. So you want to know? I'm really glad you asked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Yep. Uh, innovation, the way the world's going. Um, I think we're at a place in life where things are going to change exponentially faster than what they have. Things mm-hmm. are going really, really fast. Yeah. And old ways of doing things, old ways of thinking, you know, I forget her name, but I love her version of divorce. She's like, look, like the reason why divorce is so painful is because we have a false perception with what marriage is Mm. and marriage is, you know, a lot of times I think, especially here in Utah and and, and probably the United States in general and everywhere else in the Western world is a successful marriage is going all the way to that 75th wedding anniversary Yeah, where no one is alive or is going to talk about how shitty your marriage was, right? <laughs> like how yeah. unhappy these people yeah. have really been in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, right? Exactly. How miserable they were, right? right. But th- that's a successful marriage because they made it to the right. end. Yep. Well, it's a, you know, it, it, that's a lie. And she's just like, she, I forget her name. I, I really like her. I follow her on, on, um, on Instagram. Ooh, um, yeah. I really like her, but she has this I'm talk about, what I wish I knew her name. Dang it. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, we have a false perception of what a successful marriage is and it's Mm. not being happy. It's Mm. being together, Mm. whether you're miserable or not. Yeah. And, um, so a lot of things are going to change. And so, um, why are certain things the way they are? Right. So marriage is this thing and there's this argument and, um, there's a lot of books that that talk about this where marriage has really only been a successful enterprise for the last three to 400 years Mm -hmm. before that or monogamy marriage, it was never that way. Mm -hmm. And it still isn't that way in many parts of the world. Right. But, um, my uncle posted something the other day and it really got me thinking Mm. and I want to read this. Oh yes. And it really got me thinking about all the innovation and change and what is going to be happening for us in the next do we have internet down here? Yeah, we have internet down here. Okay. Got it. All right. So I'll do this and then you can talk about whatever you want. No, this is perfect. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> what do a, what do a, ho- a horse's ass and rocket ships have to do with mm-hmm. each other? Okay. Okay. Well, it's railroad tracks. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the U.S. standard railroad gauge distance between rails 
is four feet, eight and a half inches. Okay. That is an exceedingly odd number. Why is the, that gauge used? Because that's the way they built them in England. And English, and I don't know this word, designed the railroad, the people that did that, designed the U.S. railroads. So the people that designed in London, designed them here. What is the, why did the English build them like that? Because the first rail lines were built by the same people who built the pre-railroad tramways, and they used the gauge. That was the gauge they used. Why did they use that gauge then? Because people who built the, the tramways used the same jigs and tools that were already built and created for building wagons used that, and they used that wheel spacing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the trains were based off of wagons. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Why did the wagons have that size? Well, they tried to use other spacing. Um, um, they tried to use other spacings, but the wagon wheels would keep breaking because of the ruts in the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so, who built the old rutted roads? Imperial Rome, mm. because they were the first to do long distance roads um, in Europe mm-hmm. uh, for their legions, and the roads have been used ever since. And so, the ruts in the roads, Roman war chariots formed the initial ruts which everyone had used to match everything else because if not, it would destroy their wagon wheels. Mm. Okay. Okay. So since the chariots were made for Imperial Rome, they were all alike in uh, a matter of of wheel spacing. Therefore, the United States standard railroad gauge of four feet, eight inches were delivered from original specifications of Imperial Rome, the war chariot. In other words, bureaucracies live forever. So the next time you're handed like a set of rules, specifications, procedures, Mm -hmm. or a process, wonder what horse's ass came up with this, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because two horse's asses are exactly size for a chariot, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So as part Harvey would say, here's the rest of the story. So when they built the space shuttle uh, here in Utah, they did the boosters. Mm. This is kind of a cool story. Yeah. There's a factory here in Utah. And the engineers that designed designed these boosters, they uh, they had to get them on the trains. Mm. So literally designed a spaceship based off of two horses' asses mm. because they had to ship them through rail. Yeah. yeah. So like wow. as in, you know, and you look at like SpaceX and everything that's happened, yes. and I just think it's a really interesting thing because now we are at a place where we are rewriting rules and re- rewriting how we're doing things, and yeah. maybe that means that it's a better way to go back words and maybe that means it's a better way to go forwards but it's right. all going to be different yeah absolutely. and so being open to change and like looking at things of why they are they are the why they are the way that they are yeah i think it's important to do that it's important so, to question so that's everything what has to do with the horse's <laughs> ass and the i'm really glad you asked all that i did i know that's crazy isn't that interesting yeah it is interesting so what else yeah. are we doing because yeah. of old bureaucracy mindset yeah mm-hmm well, and that's where you were just saying, like, it's good to question everything, question everything. And we really get to rewrite, recreate what we want. Yeah. You know? So. What's on your list? Okay. Let's see. Ooh, let's see. Let's see. So, okay. I want to know, I mean, you kind of talked about trials and you've been through thick and thin. Is there one thing, like, what's the the biggest thing you feel like is the the biggest trial you've been through in your life were, yeah. Past four years. Past yeah, four years. Yeah. I had a weight loss coach. Um, he's passed away, but okay. I, I could never lose weight. I wasn't really fat. I was just bigger. And I wanted to suck a lot of fat down and burn off a lot. And I wanted yeah. to get down to like 13% body fat, right? Yeah. He goes, the problem with you, Garrett, is you don't have any pain in your life. 
You have mm. no motivation because everything was great for me. I feel like I worked really hard, mm. built up a great career. Yeah. Had the white picket fence, such and such. And um, he's like, you just have no pain. You go find some pain. I never did. But then shortly after that, um, I went through a massive faith crisis. Mm. Um, we've talked a little bit about that just mm-hmm. personally, one-on-one. Um, yeah. Went through a divorce mm. and a really big lawsuit. And they all ran, all three of those things ran parallel in a time frame of two years. Mm. Um, and so how'd you word your question again? Just like, like, yeah, what is your biggest, your biggest trial that you've been yeah, through? What's that, the, that's it. That's I the think darkest. The, the combination of all those three things yeah. really put me underground. Yeah. Um, the lawsuit ended up fine and, and everything, in it, but I didn't know that going through it. Yeah. I had no idea what it was going to be. You know, it was yeah. massive amounts of millions of dollars and I didn't know what the result of that was going to be. And it turned out mm-hmm. to be a result that sucked financially, but that was all an attorney fees. Right. <laughs> um, right. Which, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so that's, I would say that's the hardest thing that I went through mm-hmm. is running all three of those together Ooh, was yeah. really, really difficult. Yeah. And I mean, it was the midlife crisis. It all kicked me to an early midlife crisis, which is oh, great because at 50, yeah. I'm not going to have one. I'm done. It's, I got it's the badge. The it's out of the way. It's out of the way. I'm solid. You're solid. Got you got all, your snow cones got now. Snow cones got all figured out. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. With what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned? I mean, yeah, like about yourself and because, yeah. You depression went, drill. Yeah. I don't think I ever got depressed. I didn't know what that was. I didn't mm-hmm. know the dangers of depression. Yeah. Um, I hadn't experienced it. I also look at like my business life and for me to go spend, you know, some money on a business coach, a big quote business therapist, a business coach mm-hmm. was totally logical and never even questioned it. But mm-hmm. to spend money on someone personally, that's no, that's weak. Mm. Men don't do that. Mm. we handle it on our own yeah which is really dumb it's a really dumb way to think about it but that's how i thought about it Mm. um so yeah once again going back to which what do i want to be a student of like which subjects do i want to be a student of so i can swim towards those and get in the helicopters yeah that's kind of the biggest thing i've learned and i think i've only learned that in the last little while yeah i definitely didn't learn that going through it all like i said i I swim away i didn't want anyone to like have any part to do with me yeah yeah and now you're actually facing yeah now i'm swimming towards things and like right. being a student of things dealing with it which is mm-hmm. healthy but yeah i think that's a lot of men like that's how you guys are i mean are raised you just brush everything under the rug let's not talk about it let's not deal with it you be tough get up don't cry yeah it's it's more you know common for men to have that mentality right. than women for sure yeah so and i think that yeah, I mean, we just, it's a vulnerability that we don't want other men maybe to see in us. I think we, I think we're okay to confide in women a little bit, right? Um, like at least I've been. I've been okay to be like, here's what's going on with me, blah blah blah, and then I never see him again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I think men, you know, sometimes men will get together and we'll we'll, we'll have talks that that are open, but I think that comes with age and maturity. And I definitely didn't have it during my, my rough times. Yeah. 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 Do you think that the rough times is what brought that out in you? Like to actually face it? I think it could have came out other ways. Mm. I don't, I don't think it was like the, the only way to unlock only, that box. Of course was, not. You know, yeah. But for you, that's kind of what started the whole 
Yeah, I think that I was okay. Like, I remember people messaging out to me on Instagram and places like that, Mm -hmm. um, asking for advice on things. Mm. But I was never, I I was super unhelpful, like with depression, like uh, advice on depression. Yeah. Um, I was super unhelpful because I would just give like, you should go running. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like, I mean, that's a start. It is, it is. But I also (laughs) said that from a place of like, oh, you're probably just pent up. Like I didn't, I didn't have any experience. Right. Yeah. And where now I can like read their stuff. I'm like, all right, like I feel, I can feel like where your hurt and your pain is coming from. And I can have a conversation a little bit different. I feel qualified now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel qualified on a lot of things I wasn't qualified on years ago. And hopefully that's that thing where like, if I just would have not been qualified, then I could have stayed in my state only making $200,000 a year or whatever that number is. Yes. Where now I like look at it a completely different way. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So So, yeah. So like biggest, biggest thing for men is to, what, what would you give them? Like all the listeners, single men, single dads listening to this with going through what you went through, what are some things like face your shit? Like what are, yeah. I, I don't think you even know what the face when that chaos yeah. is going on. You don't even know right. which, like, like it's like you're right. out in the middle of a prairie right. and like, you don't know which way to walk. Right. And you're and, and like, your fear is like, if I walk this way too far, am I going to run into people like, dude, you were like 10 minutes away if you would have went the other direction. Yeah. Like you don't even know. You don't yeah. even know. And so, um, you have to walk around and explore a little bit, get some experience in there. And then I think the biggest thing I can not I, like, and this is just what's on my mind right now is mm. pick what you want to be a student of. Yes. And totally immerse into that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever those subjects are. Yeah. That's, I think that, you know, I wish I had more better, clear advice for men. I don't think we're a focus in divorce. I don't think we're a focus in what happens with like the divorce system, the court system, the custody system, the financial system, everything that weighs in on men. Um, I know there are resources out there. I just don't know if I'm like the best. I, I wish I was better at that. And I wish I would have, mm-hmm. I'm in a couple of men's divorce groups and I think they're great. There's some yeah. really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, and I always say this, but I don't always do it, but mm-hmm. F E Eling the void, like filling in your mm. like inside of you the void versus F I L Ling the void, like mm. filling it with like whatever Ooh. all the distractions. Yeah, because <sighs> that sucks. And I think and, and and I don't I don't think that's as clean. I think it's a sloppy process to do that because you go back mm. and forth between them. You think you're doing one, and then boom, you find yourself in your situation. You're doing the other one, and then like you're on track again. And well, I, yeah. I think it's a messy thing. It is, but it sounds good. It sounds like at the time. It sounds like yeah. you should do it right that right way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that's part of the process, right? Like going back and forth, figuring it out. Yeah. Um everyone wants the finished product. No one wants to see the sausage made. Exactly. <laughs> right. No one wants to like hang out with someone like that's like becoming, right? Right. Everyone wants the finished product, which everyone. is buying the fucking dip. Right. Right. It is so, so true. <laughs> so people, geez. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I think that's great advice for men. I love this. This is good. There's probably people much better to give advice for men that actually do that as a profession, but that's just off the top of my head. No, but this is what's so great is that you don't have to be, I mean, we're just human oh. beings, normal human beings trying to figure this shit out. All here doing our best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You wake up in the morning. Like, are more mornings pretty sacred to you? Uh-huh. 
Is that like your sacred time? Um, yeah, it just depends. Like if my kids get up earlier than normal, when then do you feel most of your emotions, night, morning, lunch, probably night. night, morning or night. If I don't have my kids, it's morning. Yeah. If I do have my kids, it's once they go to bed, it's at night. I would say that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I have my kids, I feel emotions, but I'm like happy that my kids are sleeping in the next couple rooms down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that distracts me from like feeling anything else. But then when they leave, oh, isn't the worst? Like when you have like you're with them and you're oh, yeah. in like the summer, like you have them for a couple of days or and then I like know. they're gone and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm alone. Yeah. And that's yeah. when all the emotions start kicking, start kicking in. in and you have to actually start dealing with that's your when shit. I try to FIL. Yeah, exactly. Is, is when my kids leave as I'm like looking for something to entertain me. Yes, same here. Yeah. I do the same exact thing. Yeah. And it's tough. It's hard to like actually feel with feel what you're going through and yeah. experience it. Because you want to be alone. You're like, I shouldn't be alone feeling this. Like this is awful. But then you're yeah. like, well, let's I guess just, I gotta fix it. Yeah, let's let's yeah. Be with Mornings it. are pretty sacred for me now. Are they? Um it's my sacred time. It's That's awesome. when I'm aware and feel things on a yeah. more clear emotional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you do like meditation and all that in the mornings or is it just I can't, sitting in silence and just drinking coffee? Yeah. I, my meditation, yes, I do a meditation, but it's not how like people think of sitting, you know, first off I can't cause my back hurts sit like that. But, <laughs> and I'm not flexible. So there's that. <laughs> Fuck you, Buddha. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I don't Holy know shit. I don't know how your chubby ass does that, but I'm yeah. not. Um, journaling is my meditation, right? Mm. So I'll, I have a journal process where I go through and it's a process of what I feel. What does that mean that I felt that? What are the action items of not feeling like that? Oh, like good. What, yeah, like I have a little thing I created in my head and I write it down. And, mm-hmm. and, and I go through and look at my notes, my journal. And um, yeah. and I like the five-minute journal, which is a, another process, but that's morning and night. But yeah. actual meditation is like more me writing than Ooh. meditating because you know you're you're you know and they say like you just gotta let your mind be quiet and and i sure that's great yeah but i also like think like oh that's a really good thing that i'm feeling right now i should write that down so yeah. i can explore it and if i don't then i don't remember what i felt because exactly i'm on with my day mm-hmm. yep yeah. exactly yeah. i'm the same way that's awesome yeah. see so men could do that easy I do it. So Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Like... And I'm like the standard of man. <laughs> oh my Hear God. me roar. Oh my <laughs> Shit. Well, Garrett, anything else you want to share? I think this has just been a treat having you. <laughs> just a fun little discussion. I hope it's useful. This is um, going to be great. I love it. Anything I want to share? Anything else before we... I can't think of anything. Is yeah. there anything I should share? You know no, me. No, I mean, <laughs> you know me. Come on, damn it. Do the work for no, me. No, I think that, <laughs> I think this has been great. I think everything we shared will add some value to people's lives. So this will be awesome. And it'll entertain them a little bit too. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't listen too long without, if I'm not entertained. Right. Um, so basically. No, I, yeah. I uh, as taboo as it is, yeah. keep your head up, keep working. I think that if you can figure out what you're going to work towards, mm-hmm. which was my Achilles heel for years is I just didn't know what direction I wanted to work in. Do I want to yeah. stay on my career path? Do I not? Do I want to do something different? Do I just freaking want to mow lawns? Like, <laughs> which is it? Like sometimes I really was like, screw this. I want to lose 30 pounds and just push a lawnmower all summer. Yeah. Like you get paid to like lose weight. Sure. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just going to mow their lawn. <laughs> like do cardio. 
It's a good idea. Because <laughs> um, I don't know what I want to do. But I think yeah. once you can, like, you know, we've said this like eight times, but once you can pick what you want to be a student of, like, to me, that's the best last thing I want to say is I think so, yeah. take the time to figure out what you want to do. If you're not happy in your career, if you're not happy with where you're at, how do you become happier? And does that mean you need to, like, shift or does that mean you need to show up better? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we're like, I'm not happy, so I'm going to leave. And I'm just, but are you really showing up? Right. Exactly. Is that why you're not happy? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't showing up in my marriage like how I should have, right? Yeah. I was just looking for an easier, like someone else to fix the problem for me. But right. I think when you can sit down and be like, well, I just need to freaking show up. Right. That can create happiness and fix a lot of problems. Absolutely. And if it can't, then you can shift. Right. Right. I think that's great advice. Love it. Ah, <laughs> Garrett, this has been great. Good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. It's been a treat. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.